At Bombas, we make socks, underwear, and T-shirts that feel good and do good. They feel good because they're designed with the softest materials and comfort innovations. They do good because for every item you purchase, we donate another item to someone who needs it. So far, we at Bombas have donated over 100 million items, and your purchases add to that impact. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's b o m b a s dot com slash acast and use code acast at checkout. Hey everyone, welcome to yet another episode of the Cool Water Show, where we talk about everything in the Real Housewives universe over here on Silent Podcast, where we are anything but silent. My name is Carrie. I am joined by my co-host Katie. Katie. How are you on this Monday afternoon? I'm good. Carrie already knows this, but for the masses, I think I may or may not have gotten roofied last night or yesterday afternoon, actually, um, randomly sitting at a table watching a Rangers hockey game. So um, we were supposed to record this last night, but I was out of sorts. I'm fine. Nothing bad happened. Um, But I've been a little out of it today, but I feel I'm drinking coffee now at 6 p.m. and I feel okay. So I'm great. (laughs) I am glad that you're feeling better. I was a very concerned person last night. I'm like, oh my God, we're not recording. Like, please take care of yourself. As someone who has also been roofied, um, it is not a fun experience. No, this is my second time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm it's I'm not a hundred percent sure still that it was that, but I, I'm assuming so because I don't know what else could have happened, but um yeah, it's not a fun experience at all. I felt very bad for sending you those messages last night. I didn't want you to worry because I was like home fine. I was just like, I don't know what's happening to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was worried more so for your well-being and wasn't like concerned that you were just like staggering through the streets of New York City based off your messages. So <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't, thankfully. Yeah, I, w- I knew that. And plus, like you told me that you were with your partner. So I was yes, like, okay, yes. so like however this happened, like – at least she's got that going for her. Yes. So, no. But we we are here uh, happy and healthy and mm-hmm. not roofied here on a not Monday roofied. afternoon. Room is not spinning, which is Wild. great. Always a plus. Yes. Um, I was not expecting those messages yesterday. That was not on no, my I'm sorry. bingo board. But, you know, sometimes <laughs> life is full of surprises. Um, sure is. No, for real, though. And I said this to you yesterday. I was like... I follow an account in Boston, like only in Boston, I think it's called. And they um, quoted something from like the Boston police saying like roofie incidents are through the roof, right? Oh, that's a pun, but not on purpose. Roofie incidents are, (laughs) I didn't even mean to, um, are like at a pretty high level right now. Like be careful and this and that. And I know I'd seen something else in like on a Chicago account and, um, yeah, it's kind of scary, especially when, like, mm-hmm. we talked about it. I You think it had to have been the bartender. Yeah. And, and the first time I got roofied, it was by a bartender. Me, too. It was by mm-hmm. a bartender because the only things I drank were out of bottles that, that whole day. I drank a, a ton of ciders. Not a ton. I had cider. And it yeah. was always, like, the bottled ones. And so, like, no one – I don't know. That's, like, the scariest part of it is, like, yeah. they're – we're paying these people to make our drinks and then they're also putting us in danger. But it also like to me doesn't make sense, especially as like I, I date a bartender. And so 
you really need things to, like, work out for you in a, like, schedule or time-wise. Like, okay, how do you know when you're getting off your shift? Like, last night, I actually went to where Lavelle works and, um, like, sat at the bar. And he, when I got there, he's like, oh, I just got cut. There's two bars in the restaurant. And so he's like, go sit the upstairs one, and I'll come up when I'm done. He was like, I should be done, like, 30 minutes. It was, like, an hour and 20 minutes later. Oh, no. So, like, how are you? I mean, I didn't really care. They they gave me free wine. Um, so I, it was just more the fact of, like, how do you plan the timing of it out? Like, and, and we like, don't need to do, the, like, a true crime podcast well, No, today, I get it, you, but it's, like, You know like, what I mean? What's, like, what's also the point? Like, I don't really... I don't know. I mean, the first time I know 100% it was the bartender because I went up, I got drinks, the bartender was being very weird to me, went, mm-hmm. sat back down, drank it, and then, like, within, I don't know, like, 30 minutes, I was, like, passed out in the backseat of a cab, like, not knowing where I was. This time, I feel like we were sitting at a table, Mm-hmm. So we had a server. So I don't even know. Like, I didn't even see the bartender. It was very weird. It was all very weird. So yeah. I don't really know what's what the point of it was or the purpose. Also, I was with my my boyfriend. So I don't understand. Again, don't understand. Um, but luckily, here we are talking about housewives. I'm all good. <laughs> nothing, nothing bad happened. Uh, and other than feeling like shit for a few hours overnight into today. Um, but I'm good now. So. I'm glad you're okay. And the next time we get to have a like a one episode podcast, we can do a more a deep yeah, dive an in depth like, <laughs> deep dive into uh, into being roofied. Yeah, we'll share our experiences. Yeah. Um, I, my my little spoiler on mine is it is the reason I stopped using Snapchat for a long time. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, now yeah. I want to work. Okay. Well, well, I'm looking forward to that next uh, that next podcast where it's one episode. <laughs> Might be a while, but um, <laughs> all right. So we do have some housewives to talk about. We do. I didn't bring this up to you beforehand, but uh, as you know, I've been watching Miami before yes. I get into New Jersey, and I would absolutely love to get to talk about season two at some time because. Okay. To me, that might be the best season of Housewives I've ever watched. Now, I haven't seen Ooh. New Jersey, but it might be just, like, quality-wise the best one. And I feel like I've been robbed of the experience of getting to talk about it. That yeah. I almost really want to do, like, a retrospective deep dive on Miami Let's season do it. Two. I'll catch up. Perfect. Only season two? Well, I'll watch all of it. I'll watch well, all of it. Well, season one is seven episodes. Oh, perfect. Okay, that's easy. Yeah, and to me, I thought it was kind of boring, so I was like, ugh, I don't really want to, like, I'll keep going just because I'm on this, I'm too far into this marathon not to, Um, but then season two just blew my mind. It was so good, like, so good. I think a, a big thing we get in these, like, newer seasons is there is one or two things that they latch onto and become, like, a drawn out problem and some problems like did exist throughout the season but they didn't feel drawn out because either like new things happened or whatever and it was just like it was so good so good i'm excited to watch it yeah like i'm hoping this has been a blind spot for me for a very long time so i'm excited i'm hoping i'm not hyping it up too much but i did look on reddit like miami season two and someone had a post like 
oh my god what a trashy or something you know like something stupid about it right and then all of the responses were like you're wrong this is the best season of housewives i've ever watched i was like okay i'm glad because i was about to go and like make a post about it i'm like let me see if anybody else has posted yeah so i just commented on that even though it was from like a year ago but um (laughs) so that is i just wanted to bring that up ahead of time because i'm i'm still thinking about it like i'm I'm excited to watch it. And I am. So season three is not as good as season two to you? No. Because season three had huge, um, great reception. Right now it's not. And I think, so like not to get too far into it, but I think one of the biggest reasons is because they're not, in season two, everybody goes to almost everything. You know what I mean? It's not like, I'm not going for this or like it's this click versus this click where season three is like click versus click and there are lines Mm -hmm. in the sand. So I know like one of the things you appreciate is like you're all supposed to be friends, like fucking show up and be friends. Yeah. And to me that happens. They all show up whether or not they're friends. It really depends on like the minute of the day, not even the day. Like it changes somewhat frequently. We're season three right now. First of all, they – they reduce it from seven women to five in season three. Okay. And so I think with, like, that few women, in addition to, like, you have two distinctly on one side, two distinctly on the other, and then one who works in between. And then you have, like, the two women who are demoted to, like, friends of or guests or whatever. Okay, they yeah. They're also on one side that's just, like, I don't know. I don't I, – I prefer so far season two better to season three. Okay. So that's just my opinion. Um, I'm excited to watch. Yeah. I feel like if we were to do um, just like a separate episode of Miami season two, that would make would my love day. Would love to. My week, yeah. Let's my, do it. Whatever. Okay. Cool. So you have that to look forward to. Um, and then on a, a future one episode podcast, you have um, – Roofy stories to look forward yeah. to. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're Everyone's we're only out here topic. doing public service <laughs> announcements for you all. So yeah, um, that's that. <laughs> Let's uh, finally get into this week's okay. episodes. I guess. Yeah. So we had Beverly Hills and we had. Atlanta. We also had Dubai, and let's talk Dubai. Yeah. real quick. So yeah. as we mentioned last week, we were all ready to like dive right into dubai but then Mm -hmm. on reddit people were like this is problematic as fuck like there is a whole bunch of shit that goes down in dubai that um should be or shouldn't be supported like why is it on the bravo platform things include that homosexuality is illegal punishable by like death um they have basically like modern human slavery where um Immigrant workers are tricked to come in. They think they're getting this high-paying job. And once they cross the border, basically their passports are stolen Mm -hmm. and they are working for like $150 a month. Um, And they can't leave until they like pay back all of their fees and stuff. And making that few like little money makes it nearly impossible. Um, The rights of women, like Mm -hmm. just how they are sexually abused, everything. Um, and then, like, if you are environmentalists and care about that, they have the largest carbon footprint of any city in the world. And naturally, 
a, a city has to be at the top of that list, but like they aren't right. really doing anything to to help that. So there's a lot of reasons for us to take a moment and consider like, do we want to put this on our platform? Mm-hmm. Because um, if you've listened to us in the past, you know that we are quite the liberal crew over here mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we we support our groups who um have been oppressed both currently and in the past and does it feel right to support bravo bringing their their film crew their housewives franchise over to dubai and therefore like glamorize this the city where really there's a lot of things that happen. Quite frankly, like one of the things on Reddit that I saw was like, so is Andy going to go over there and do right. a reunion? And then people are like, well, if you have enough money, you can do basically whatever you want. And so in conclusion, we are not going to cover Dubai on here. Yeah. Yeah. We thought about it. Carrie did a lot of research. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about it. It just doesn't feel right to us or sit, especially sit right with us at this show premiered on the first day of pride month um it's it feels very um i watched the first episode i don't know if you watched it but it did feel very strange it felt like a lot of it felt like it was like a tourism video uh for for dubai and the women were kind of used to like dissuade some of these uh these kind of i guess thoughts that people have about Dubai, about like women. And they were like, people think women are oppressed, but not really. We run Dubai. And I was like, this is like, this feels very strange to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it didn't sit right with me either after having watched the first episode. So I'm, I'm glad that we both agree. Um, and that's kind of, that's where we landed with the decision. Yeah, I did watch it just to see like, how are they going to frame this in comparison to what we know? I'm sorry, but my... Nitro! Nitro's having a, a dream, and Aww. he's, like, running, but he's, like, laying on his back. And so he's, like, kicking the wall. <laughs> he's, he's never he, – he has a lot of running dreams, but never in this position where he's kicking the wall. Aww. Yeah, wake up, buddy. There you go. <laughs> Little doofus. Cutie. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, so I did watch it. Um, I'm not sure if I will continue watching, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but we aren't going to provide it the platform, so that's that. If you need Dubai coverage, uh, we give you full permission to go listen to someone else for it. But come back for everything yep. else here. That's- yeah, and I've recommended in the past, but Danny Pellegrino has a really great podcast called Everything Iconic, and he covers Housewives. If you're not listening to us, and even if you are listening to us and you have another hour in your week to listen to another podcast, you should listen to him. I think he is covering it. I know he covered the first episode, so um, just go there. Not a paid advertisement. It's just a great podcast, and he's a great podcaster. So There we go. There's where you can get your coverage. Yeah. So we are going to talk about Beverly Hills. That's going to be our first of the two that we are talking about. And we jump back in to, is it the morning? Yes, it's the morning mm-hmm. after um, Kyle's, Kyle's store, store opening. opening. Yeah, mm-hmm. it took me a second. I don't know why. I like feel like I just watched this like 20 minutes Kyle. ago. Kyle by Sahida is like the name of the story. It's like a crazy name that says Kyle in it like 50 times. Yeah. yeah. And it's on like every tag as well. Yes. Yes. 
There is a fruit fly flying around my head. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) we uh, were at La Quinta, a.k.a. the Kyle's Desert House, right? So um, we first get a little bit more of the Dorit situation where Lisa Rinna is like, Dorit should talk to my mom. I think this was kind of purposefully put in because yeah. um, we can just fast forward to this part. Later in the episode, we find out that um, Lisa Rinna's mom, Lois, who has been on this show numerous times and uh, definitely is an enjoyable character, the yeah. best part of Lisa Rinna, arguably, to, True. <laughs> um, to be on this show, had a stroke and um, things were not looking great at the time. So I think this is purposefully put in because we found out a couple of seasons ago that um, she was... Was she held at gunpoint? I think was she was she... attacked. I don't remember the exact story, but I guess it was some guy who later ended up being a serial killer serial ended killer, up attacking yeah. her and she fought him off. Right. And so there was a whole thing of like, you wouldn't be here if I didn't fight him yeah. off and the girls wouldn't be here whatever so mm-hmm. um lisa thinks that dorit should talk to her mom because they've gone through similar experiences and how lois has come out on the other side a very strong woman and got was able to like bring her life back to her so yeah we get that at the beginning but um after we get that little tidbit we have Crystal, Sutton, and Diana, they're getting breakfast by themselves. And um, the rest of the women, so Garcelle, Erica, Kyle, Dorit, and Lisa Mm -hmm. are um, having breakfast at the house. So Garcelle chimes in, starts a conversation like, hey, texted Crystal last night. She said she wants to go home. And so Garcelle calls Crystal and was like, come here. They yeah. don't understand what triggered you. Come here. Garcelle is doing such a good job as a producer. Ever since I've read yes. that thread, I'm like, this is spot on. She so. is, um, she's killing it this season. Mm-hmm. She's doing great. And she, it feels so much more, even though obviously she's doing a lot, it feels so much more than, more natural than Kyle. Because Kyle pretends like she's everybody's best friend and that like, mm-hmm. she's like, she even says this season, I mean, in this episode that she's the fixer and she likes to make everybody feel good. And, and Garcelle is like, you mean star or you start the pot? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, no, I actually like to fix things. I'm like, no, you need to own who you are. And you're a producer at heart. Like you try to produce the show. It feels to me like Garcelle is not, she's not fully like admitting I'm producing here, but it's not, she's not denying it either. Mm-hmm. And, Garcelle even takes, like, an interesting perspective in this phone call with Crystal because she's like, come here and explain it. Explain what triggered you. And Crystal's like, they don't understand what triggered me? Like, still, after all this time? Because Garcelle also kind of has her, like, her own heavy punch to throw once Crystal is there. Yes. I think she gets to kind of like hide behind the other women's reaction to then bring forth her her mm-hmm. concerns, which she felt like Crystal might have been trying to set Sutton up in all of this, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, Garcelle's like, yeah, come here, come clear the air so that we can all go home after this mm-hmm. and everyone's done with this situation. 
So Crystal agrees, but before Crystal gets there, we have more conversation between um, mostly Erica and the women being like, I yep. can't believe it's been a year since I was here. And so this is where the infamous, like, Erica Sutton face-off happened. Correct? Yeah. Uh, no, this was where... This was where... I'm thinking... I think Garcelle and Erica got into it where she was okay. like, you say you call him every day or he calls you every day. And she was like, well, it wasn't for everybody to know. And she had like a freak out. I don't think the Sutton, the no, Sutton I don't think argument was, was here. Cause that, that, I think that was at Kathy's dining room doesn't look yeah. like it would match that house. I think that was at Kathy Hilton's house. Okay. But before we get into this, I want to ask, did you notice that um, they ordered Bloody Marys from like a Bloody Mary fairy or something? That's what they were saying. Someone delivered Bloody Marys to them. And did you notice that Erica asked Lisa Rinna if she could wipe her dirty hands on her cardigan? Yes, I did. What is that? Wipe it on your own clothes. Uh Lisa Rinna's clothes clearly are not as worthwhile as Erica's are, mostly because that's, like, Erica's only asset currently. So if she feels dirty, like... Or also just, like, get a napkin, you beast. Go get a napkin. Go get a napkin. Absolutely. What are you doing wiping on your friend's clothes? So rude. <laughs> uh, I but Lisa definitely... Rinna was like, why is it rude? Wipe away. It's like she didn't care. And I was like, this is wild to me, this scene. I wonder, like, were her hands dirty or were they just wet? I think probably wet from the drink, like the condensation of the drink. But still, like, yeah. if especially if it's just wet, just, like, wipe it in your pants or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's or true. Or get a napkin. Would, Go get a napkin would... or a paper towel and wrap your little cup up in it. Or, like, be sly about it. Oh, shit. I almost had the fruit fly. Um, and, <laughs> um, yeah, be sly about it and, like, do it when she's not looking. Right. <laughs> like, right. He, hey peasant, can I wipe my hands? On it your looks clothes? like she started to go for it and then like realized what she was doing and then mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be rude." And she's like, "No, go ahead, wipe away." Yeah. But I'm just like, "Oh, this is awkward." <laughs> it was. Um, I feel like a goddamn cat following a laser. With <laughs> okay, so when you hear like claps in the middle of it, it's me trying. You know to why? Squish yeah. it. <sighs> fucking bugs all right so let's see we have erica in this moment being erica is the best way i can put it where yeah she's talking about how um it's been a tough year she's been dragged through the mud uh, for things that she didn't do and didn't happen and garcelle was like slow down there bucko (laughs) yeah wait a second Mm-hmm. I think it's hard for us to to sit here because you come across like you have no compassion. And Erica's like, well, I'm not – I can't. I'm not allowed to because then it implies that this actually did happen. And we don't – we're not even sure if these people didn't get paid. So on national television, Erica Jane is like, you know, there's a chance that these people are fucking lying. This is the most disgusting thing I feel like that I've ever seen a housewife do. And I've seen a housewife do a lot of disgusting things. But Garcelle even says, like, these are just regular people. Why would they go after Tom for no reason? Like, they would. Mm-hmm. Also, isn't this like a class action lawsuit because there are so many victims and families? 
all of these people really came together just to go against Tom Girardi for some reason, it doesn't make any sense. Like, right, th- like that costs money. This mm-hmm. costs money to do. People don't just do this. It's terrible. This is such a terrible accusation for her to make. Um, it, she's just a monster. Erica Jane is a monster. And it seems like she's fine being a monster. She just doesn't care. I think there's even a, a confessional in this episode where she's like, if you hate me, then that's fine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and it's like, Quite okay. Im- impersonation. <laughs> Yeah, Dorit definitely was like, so you think they could be lying? Like, she definitely reacted to that. Garcelle, in a confessional, like you said, was like, these people would just go on with their lives if they got the money. Like, what do you mean? They already, like, suffered enough. Um, Terrible. Imagine losing your family in the most horrific way possible Mm -hmm. and then having this beast on TV saying, Mm -hmm. oh, these people are lying. Like, you are, oh, God. God, I can't. I can't. The thing that that got me, don't get me wrong, that got me. But the thing that almost angered me even more was when she was saying like, yeah, my face was on the cover of tabloids for a year Mm -hmm. and I know these people want to see me fail. These people don't give a fuck about you. Like no one is out here before this all came up saying, you know who I would love to see just struggle for the rest of your life? Erica Jane and her right. husband. That would be phenomenal if the two of them just hated the, every single second of their fucking lives. Right. No one was saying that. It wasn't until it was exposed, like, what happened that people now are upset with you because of the money that you so lavishly spend on national television. And that's supposed to be given to victims of a plane crash, the families of right. the victims. Like, no one Not even that, wants- but she makes songs called It's Expensive to Be Me and How Many Fucks Do I Give? And it's like, you really don't give a, f- a fuck about anybody but yourself no, at all. And you're using these people's money, knowingly or not, she was using these, money to, these people's money to fund this lifestyle. And she has not one shred or ounce of like, oh, this was a really terrible thing that my husband did. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that this is the money that was funding me for all these years. Okay, maybe she can't say that, but like, just tone it down a little bit. She mm-hmm. has no class or, like, she's just not handling, handling it with any tact at all. And to publicly accuse these people on yeah. your platform, when these people do not have a similar platform to come back for you, it's just like, oh, this was so disgusting to me. No, I 100% agree. And her defense or of, like, her actions is, well, I've, I've just been rolling up my sleeves and complying. That's the best that I can do right now. Hasn't. She hasn't been. Because we, as we know that she lawyers have, have ended or cut ties with her because she wasn't cooperating. We know that she just recently got filed a, a lawsuit against her for, I don't know exactly what I know. This was my homework to look this up last week, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> for uh, For kind of like blocking the investigation. So she's not really complying. Right. Abs- she's not at all no um, like if this is her version of complying then never mind we don't need to get into it but yeah yes yeah, so there's there's erica's um you know moment of the episode again just if you had any respect for her you've you've lost more of it hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully this uh, isn't making people be like oh that's my girl yeah <laughs> I would love to know if there are – I'm sure there are people out there, but 
Lisa Rinna is one of them. I, or was. We don't know what happens. I think she's still posting kind of a- on, on the internet that, like, Erica, things were dropped. Oh. Lawsuits were dropped. But it's like, yeah, but the, you're not telling the whole story here. They were dropped so they could be refiled somewhere else. And a new right. one was literally just filed. Rinna on the internet is a fucking mess. Like, did you see all the shit that went yeah, down Yeah, should we talk week? about this? Because this is, like, a crazy story here. Yeah, okay. You're better at the internet stuff than I am, so please explain what we are talking about. Okay, so I have been trying to understand or follow what's been going on here, but apparently Lisa Rinna posted some guy's phone number. Yes. And said, you know, whatever. Posted messages that this guy was sending including the phone number. So he was getting harassed by people. So he retaliated and posted her phone number. And she was getting messages all over the place, just acting, you know, people calling her and whatever. She posted something online saying like, oh, the best part about this whole kerfuffle is that I got to talk to some amazing people. And then he posted something else in retaliation to that. Then he says, he says to some random Instagram account that DM'd him that he was paid by Kathy Hilton to, to do this to Lisa Rinna to slander her, essentially. Um, and now Lisa Rinna is, like, reposting that. But there's a lot of accusations that this is actually all planned by Rinna to make Kathy Hilton look bad. It's just, like, a it's like a crazy story that it's just, like, someone needs to take the internet away from Lisa Rinna because she's a disaster at all times. She, like, fights with people all the time. This is just too much. I can't imagine that Bravo's happy about this because they used to go... Um, they got very upset with Kelly Dodd for fighting with people on the internet uh, mm-hmm. when she was still on Housewives. And they were like, there's a no social media clause because things were playing out off of the season on social media. And I know they don't that they're not happy about that. So I can't imagine they're happy with the way that Rinna acts on social media, getting into fights with Sutton and Kathy and now this random guy. And then now who also now is accusing Kathy of paying him off. It just seems very strange. It's all weird. And my question is, like, Bravo, aren't you able to put on the fucking parental controls for Lisa? Like, take her account away. (laughs) Put it in her contract or something that, like, she can't do this. She is creating a shitstorm online. A total shitstorm. It is crazy. Um, yeah, I, every time I opened Reddit, there's just like a new screenshot implying something new is happening. Yeah. Just, I, I, there was a point where I was following it and then I was it's like, hard to follow. I give up. I don't, yeah. I, I know I'm supposed to care for the sake of this podcast, but I can't care because Lisa Rinna is a fucking child. So she's a child. Crazy. All right. Well, Back to current day events, and by current day, we mean current day episode events. Crystal then arrives at Kyle's house, and so they all sit together in that living room, which I love that living room setup, by the way, of like where it's like outside and not, and like, what? That's so cool. What's it like to have money? Um, Okay. (laughs) I'll never know. Yeah, right? Like, I need to, I don't even play the lottery, so I can't even say I'm going to win the lottery. I know, me neither. (laughs) I need to do something, win win some big-ass bingo prizes. That's the closest I come to gambling. (laughs) I fucking love bingo. All right. Uh, So Crystal sits down and says, like, listen, we're going to talk about this today, and I don't want to talk about it again. Feels like I'm in some weird therapy commune. Mm -hmm. And 
Crystal says that what upset me last night was that last year I felt there was a massive campaign to negate how I was feeling and it's hard for me to be open when all you guys did was tell me that a word I used was too strong. So this point like somewhat got glossed over pretty quickly though because Garcelle chimes in and is like, well, what did you mean that last night you felt like you weren't safe? Like this wasn't a safe place for you. So no, there wasn't really any conversation about the fact that like she said she felt violated and a lot of them were like it feels like they didn't even talk about it like she came over to talk about it and to me it felt like they didn't talk about it no it just was really a way for garcelle to like address her issues Mm -hmm. with crystal Mm -hmm. more so um and crystal says i didn't feel safe because i didn't feel safe sharing my emotions in this group and here is where I don't know how you feel about this. So if this is a hot take, tell me. But okay, we get the confessional from Dorit. Okay, yeah. good. Perfect. That idol <laughs> was enough for me. Yeah. Dorit confessional doesn't say it to Crystal, which I almost wish she would. Right. Just to see what the reaction from everyone else was. Because right. the thing is, every, no, it, I don't wish she would because I think everyone except Garcelle would like – be like, yeah, Dorit just got held at gunpoint. Why not yeah. shut the fuck up? Because they're in an alliance. Yeah. Yeah. So Dorit's confessional says, like, you saying you don't feel safe in a group of adult women who don't agree with you, that's a vacation in comparison to what I went through. I do not want to spend the rest of this season with Dorit's. Like, obviously, her biggest storyline is going to be this. Um, the robbery that happened yeah. at her house. Like, there's no mm-hmm. taking that away. But. There is a way for it to be her storyline without her using it as, like, her leverage point throughout the rest of the season. And that's going to drive me up a wall because, if anything, to me, that only proves Crystal's point further of, like... You're not allowing me to feel how I feel. You're policing how I'm feeling. Right. Exactly. Like, yes, we can all agree that Dorit had something awful happen to her, but... Is this as big? No. However, it still, like, made me feel yeah, a certain her- way. Exactly. Dorit's shutting that down in her confessionals. It only is just validating what Crystal it said. But I am hoping that we don't get too many more of, like, oh, yeah, you think that's bad? Well, like... Yeah, this episode was rough for me, a a rough Dorit episode Mm -hmm. for me. I feel like there's a lot of things that happened in this episode that made me... Last week, I feel like I felt like I felt for her. This Mm -hmm. week, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm done with this. I don't want to hear about it anymore because she makes it very hard to feel for... Similar to Erica almost in the way where it's like, if she didn't know what Tom did, you want to feel sorry for her, but she makes it impossible to feel sorry for her because she acts like a nightmare. This is what I feel. Dorit is not to that point yet, but I feel her getting there. She's like using this in certain ways, and she does it a couple of times in this episode. Yeah, I agree. So we get back to the therapy commune, if that's what you want to call it, from Dorit's confessional. Kyle saying, like, sorry, didn't you, or sorry, you, okay, one more try, Carrie. Sorry you didn't feel heard. I see myself as a fixer, and Garcelle, like we said, cuts her off mm-hmm. as like fixer. You're a fixer and a stirrer, and yeah. they cut to Garcelle being like, "This is how Kyle fixes," and they show her motioning, yep. stirring a pot. Yep. <laughs> and I'm so happy that people are finally calling. 
Kyle out for this because she has been this way since she's been on the show. She has been like this, but for some reason, mm-hmm. and I am a Lisa Vanderpump fan, so I could be biased, but it always came like it always went back to Lisa Vanderpump and it was usually Kyle being like, oh, she's the Bobby Fisher. Everything's a chess move, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, mm-hmm. actually, that's also you. Right. You're just throwing the heat onto Lisa Vanderpump. Yes, I understand Lisa Vanderpump is a manipulator behind the scenes, but so are you, Kyle. You're not You're not uh, exempt from this. If Lisa Vanderpump is Bobby Fisher, then who is the best checkers player in the world? Because those <laughs> two were never playing the same game. Yeah, and exactly. It's an insult to Lisa Vanderpump. The reason yeah. that I got involved in this mess in the first place. <laughs> so... <laughs> I blame you, LVP. And um, so we get Garcelle coming back to this saying, I feel that when you and Sun had that thing, it felt like no matter what Sun said, you were trying to set her up with the, are you that girl? It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I liked Crystal's response here when she's like, do you still feel that way? Because the two of them have developed a relationship over Mm -hmm. a year. Like, I don't know if I would have thought to be like okay what well, hold on do you presently think that because i think i would have just gone into like self-defense mode right away mm-hmm. so when she mm-hmm. said that i was like great question crystal thank you for asking that. yeah i wasn't yeah. thinking that in the slightest yeah because we see so many of these housewives arguments very much just turn into like you said that about me oh yeah well what about blah blah, blah that you did and it's like oh okay Thanks. Anyway, so Garcelle is like, I don't know, which is kind of, I mean, it's truthful, I guess, yeah. for what she's feeling. But also, I was like taken aback by this part of the conversation. Yeah. And Garcelle really threw a curveball here that I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. And Crystal said there was other things that were said before that that were very dark. We need to put the emphasis on the word dark here because that is going to be the word of the episode. Yes. Not probably go not there. all of the episode, knowing how these women are. It'll probably be the word of the season. Yeah. Because they can't drop anything. Yeah. And so Crystal said, we're not going to go there. Uh, we're not going to bring it up. And Erica was like, please tell us what was said. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you can't just bring this up and not tell us. And that idea comes up a lot throughout the rest of this episode. So yeah, I even if it's Rinna, who we know, well, right now is not in a good place with Sutton. I don't know. At the time, I know they went through it already about the mm-hmm. Elton John thing and then they forgave each other. Um, she was like, I would be pissed if I were Sutton. You can't just throw your friend under the bus like that and like make everybody think the worst, which is which is true. When you put an allegation mm-hmm. out there like that, but you don't actually say what you're thinking. Even Erica was like, that just leaves Erica who hates Sutton was mm-hmm. like, that just leaves a huge gap for you to assume the worst. So you have you really have to say what it is. Um, and it feels like all of them are like, you have to get, you have to tell us so we can fairly judge mm-hmm. what you're talking about. You can't just say something dark was said and not, not say it. And the thing I thought was interesting about this scene was that Kyle was like, well, I was there and I don't remember. And she's like, you were drunk. You were drunk. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of interesting because Crystal's like, you guys aren't letting me feel how I felt. And, and Kyle's literally like, I don't remember. And she's like, well, you were drunk. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, you're not really letting Kyle say her side of the story because you're just dismissing her as being drunk Mm -hmm. and we see like later on that this comes up again to which i don't know if maybe crystal thought about it from this first time she brought up and clearly saw that kyle had a reaction to that to the second time um and we can talk about that once we get to it in the episode but yeah yeah she definitely like tried to dismiss kyle not remembering it and 
it is a weird place right now where it's like you are saying you you're holding this you know like the trump card here but you're not you're just threatening people with it like what you're not playing it like let everyone have the opportunity to see what was said and have their own opinions on it um what do you think of this i don't want to call it a move because that seems calculated but like what do you think of crystal doing this like where where are you, you know, at? Because we we do have like the two sides, and it's like she's there's some like friendly fire going on right now. Yeah, I I'm confused about this move from her. I just I don't know if I were Sutton. I hate to agree with Lisa Rinna, but I would be pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Garcelle says later on in the episode um, that you know, the second that she was kind of her feet were held to the fire, she threw Sutton under the bus. And that is kind of what it feels like. If you guys move past this moment, as you know, mm-hmm. they talk about throughout the rest of the episode, then why bring it up at this point? And and to everybody's point, make people think the worst of Sutton when this is your friend and you guys are in a good place. It just feels like you're digging up all this old stuff and not giving people the full story. I didn't love this from Crystal. Um, and I think that this, this puts a lot of thought into like the viewer's head too of what mm-hmm. possibly could have been said um, and could lead to some hate going Sutton's way from the viewers as well. So I, I wouldn't want to put my friend in that position. Right. No, I agree with you. Definitely. So that's where that conversation ends for the yeah. time being. It will go on for probably the next five to seven years. So we'll come mm-hmm, back to it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. <laughs> before we leave the house, we do find out that Garcelle's son just got a job working for Lisa Vanderpump. And uh-huh. Dorit was like, do you know the quickest way to leave here? Take your luggage. Go out that way. These people. It is crazy. It's like she's Voldemort over there. She, yeah, she, she exactly. Will, shall not be named. Uh, it's down, actually really. completely wild to me. And I'm not going to relitigate the Lisa Vanderpump of it all. But it just is funny to me that Garcelle was like, someone you all know, Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa Rinna lays down on the floor. Everybody starts like screaming. Like it's like, it was mm-hmm. just such a ridiculous moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it was crazy that you would have thought that Garcelle just ran over every single one of Kyle's dogs. Like, that's how they all reacted. Right, right, right. Which she could never because Bambi is the star of the show. So we cut over to the other breakfast that's happening, which is Sutton and Diana's breakfast. And we have Sutton being like, I've been a vegetarian, but I've just had to eat bacon lately. And uh, <laughs> and she does thought, say like pigs are very smart i'm a vegetarian yeah. i'm a pescatarian i eat fish sometimes um but there if i ever eat meat again it will not be a pork product because she's right pigs are very smart they are smarter than dogs they basically are like dogs mm-hmm. and i could never imagine eating a pig again after like videos it's horrible so for her to be like pigs are so smart and I, but i just can't help myself yes you can yes you can you just don't want to And you're not a vegetarian. Diana's right. A vegetarian that eats bacon, that doesn't exist. And she's absolutely right. It doesn't exist. You are no longer a vegetarian. (laughs) Nitro's a funny said pigs are smarter than him. I'm just saying. Sorry, Nitro. You hear that, Nitro? Not you, Nitro. Smarter than a pig. No, he's not that smart. So um, actually, he's gotten better. He he knows some tricks. But my reaction to that was like, okay, bitch, you don't even know that what your fucking astrological sign is. So like, who are you to also be true? True. <laughs> and then what was funny was I literally wrote in capital letters like, okay, Leo slash Virgo. And then like two sentences later, she's like, well, you know, I'm a Leo. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I didn't even catch that. That's hilarious. 
Um, we do get a little bit of insight that Diana was saying, like, I've calmed down a lot. I used to be so aggressive in Bosnia. If you're not yelling, nobody hears you. So she's used to getting loud. And Sun gives her a heads up, like, listen, just so you know with these women, like, you're going to have to give them more than one chance because Diana says, for me, you don't get more than one chance. Like, first time, fool me once, shame on me. No, wait, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. So um, we'll see if that plays out in any way because, I mean, really, it's interesting to me that she's having this conversation with Sutton where it seems like, the closest she's had to any negative interaction has been with Sutton because of the yeah. whole table thing. And then she kind of like calls Sutton out, but then also defended her being like, well, she tries to grow, but she's clumsy and fumbles over what she's yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know where Diana stands with anything except being rich as fuck. Like, that's it. Yeah, she's so strange to me. I'm a little bit fascinated by her. I don't know if I like her or dislike her yet, but I, I do find her fascinating. Her money still doesn't make sense to me. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like she's richer than rich. Like, she's beyond rich. Yes. Um, like, these women are rich, but she feels like she's, like, way beyond what these women are. Um, so she's very interesting. But I did like what she said about, um, you know, how Americans sometimes make fun of her accent, and that's a trigger for her. And she's like, can mm-hmm. you even point to Bosnia on a map? And I was like, yeah. they probably can't. They probably can't. Um, and I like that, that she's right. Yeah, absolutely. But can you point to where your businesses are that your money comes Yeah, let me... Just because I want to know that, that too. Let's, I want to know. If we're pointing to things on Google Maps, like, let's let's tit for tat here. You show yeah. me, I'll show you. So... Yeah. <laughs> show me Jeffrey Epstein's island on a ooh. map. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> Allegedly. Yikes. Okay, Allegedly. so... We keep going. We now have a little bit of a Dorit scene, and she's like, PK, stop drinking so much Diet Coke. Uh, to which I say, bitch, I saw you smoking a cigarette on a picture on Reddit this week. Right. So Diet Coke, cigarette, like, just I let each other live. With, I agree with PK. He said he likes Diet Coke better than water, and so do I. Mm-hmm. I sit here literally with a Diet Coke and my water has Mio in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a Coke product, no? Oh, I don't if it is, then I guess I have I could be totally making that up, but I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> so I like to make my water not taste like water. It helps me drink more water than if it's just plain. So anyway, yeah. Shut up, Dorit. Let him live. They talk a bit about uh, how Dorit is feeling and PK suggests going on a trip to somewhere in Mexico with some of the ladies. And Dorit's like, oh, yeah, that actually, like, does sound relaxing. I think I'll do that. Um, it's not and, a product, by the way. Craft. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, I do love that blue box macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it looks like we're setting up for a trip next episode. We see it in the preview, the, the women going to Mexico. Yeah. This is something that bothered me, too, about Dorit, where she's like, oh, I just feel like every time I leave, and he's like, go on a trip. And she's like, oh, I love the sound of that. I was like, this mm-hmm. feels weird to me. This was like the second time this episode where I'm like, I'm done with this storyline from Dorit. It's also weird to me, and I get that, like, PK wasn't there, but it seems like he's been able to act like it's just another day. 
Yeah, like this is something that only happened to Dorit and not him. When it's also his house that got broken into, he had things stolen, his wife and kids. It's like he should be also feeling some trauma, especially from like not being there. But he's just like, whatever, whatever helps you. I'm good. So weird that like so weird, so just like calm, cool, and collected through all of this. And I don't know if it's just because like I'm projecting and like. Sorry for putting your shit out there, Lavelle, but, like, one of the things that happens with us is, like, if I feel an emotion, then, like, Lavelle takes that on. He's not good at, like, not taking on my emotion, which Mm -hmm. also makes it tough because, like, if I want to be sad, (laughs) then it's, like, you you need to not also be sad. Like, this is my sad moment, not your sad moment. Right, right. Um, But... It, so maybe it's just because, like, that's my recency bias in the, in the relationship that I'm in. But it just seems, like, so polar opposite that it's almost unbelievable that, like, there is, whether or not there was a gun in this instance, because obviously, like, police stuff has come out since then saying that there weren't any guns in, yeah. involved in this. But she she was led to believe there was. And, I mean, if someone's breaking into my house and they have something barrel-shaped pointed at the back of my head, whether it's a hairbrush or two fingers. Right. Like, I'm assuming the worst as well. I don't blame her in any situation for, for thinking that. Um, but, like, I, I for me, if I think of, like, if that's the opposite way around and it happened to my partner, like, I'm fucked up from it, too. It, it wasn't me, but, like, to have to keep, like, right. living through the trauma, I don't know. Like, he's just, it is, I'm not starting or contributing to any conspiracy theories here because i know there's plenty of them out there but Mm -hmm. it just is weird to me that he is just so he seems like so laid back about all of it it's weird to me too and i think kyle said it i think in last week's episode or maybe this week's i don't even remember at this point but she does say like i had something like this happen to me and i wasn't home and i feel trauma from it and anxiety from it she's like i can hear people or picture people in my house and i wasn't even there for it happening and she's like so i can only imagine what dorit's going through but like shouldn't pk kind of feel the same like she is dealing with trauma from someone breaking into Mm -hmm. her house and stealing all of her things and she wasn't home she didn't see anybody she didn't hear anybody she just came home to the aftermath of it which Mm -hmm. like so did pk just in a totally different way because his wife was there and you're right allegedly was held by at gunpoint we don't know i mean the police are saying one thing whatever but like how does that not shake you like to your core he just seems like he's so like whatever one diet coke please yeah (laughs) the bubbles make me feel good (laughs) yeah it's strange it's strange okay i'm glad you think so too i didn't know if i was just being like too critical no it's weird um like you i kind of hit a place of like all right dory i get it but this can't be the only thing you reference um, every like, scene yeah yeah like it's as leverage and more so i don't even mind her like bringing it up because again it's a, it's a yeah. traumatic event like but when you use it as like how dare you think that when i just had this um, this is something that i hate about people in general like mm-hmm. if i were to say to you like oh i'm so tired today and you'd be like you're tired i had to wake up at 4 a.m and i yeah. had and i'm like <laughs> okay so then i'm not allowed to be tired that's how i feel about the read it's like yes you have this traumatic thing so no one else is allowed to like feel anything because you had a trauma like that's yeah. not it's not a competition here and i hate when people do that and that's like very clearly what dorit is she's like using it as leverage mm-hmm. i grew up in a house where like my if i were to ever be like so I had, like, Achilles tendonitis in, in middle school. My dad's like, oh, your ankle hurts? Well, when I was your age, I broke, mm-hmm. like, blow or, like, when I had my appendix out, just stuff like that. Like, I haven't even told him that, like, I've had to stop playing sports because of 
all the concussions that I've had just because it's like I don't even want to have that like one-upping conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you had that? Well, I had surgery, boo. Like, shut up. Well, like, right. <laughs> just right. let me fucking live. Um, so I understand entirely. That was like so much of my childhood was just me being like, no, I'm not going to tell them about this because yeah. I know that all I'm going to hear is like, your life is perfect in comparison to what right. I had. So. <laughs> you have nothing to complain about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after we uh I, sorry i did like their little conversation of like okay but what shows can i watch and she's like none of the ones that you watch yeah. with me yeah yeah because <laughs> i feel like that is a very real conversation that, that is a very real have. conversation yes that's for sure the most i'll ever relate to dirty we find out that Sutton's French designer made it through immigration. COVID let him through. He he lifted his COVID walls. Thank you, COVID. And he's here. Mm-hmm. So all of that, <laughs> we're able to get ready for the Paris-themed party. I, mm-hmm. I refuse to call it the, what's it, the Parisian or whatever. I just don't like that word for yeah. Paris. Is that okay. weird? No. Like, it to me, it sounds like persian versus mm-hmm, like i think mm-hmm. of something different and then i'd be like no she's a francophile <laughs> yes a francophile <laughs> so we get a quick check-in on diana being rich again because mm-hmm. uh she's what getting her makeup done was that what it was i didn't even write down what was happening i just know that i, I watched this episode twice and i don't even remember this <laughs> scene so it was a quick check-in for us to be told that she's never really been to a store because of oh yes, dust yes. allergies. Oh, well, okay. So she's nice going to the her. store for the first time. I guess Kyle's mm-hmm. store didn't count. Well, Kyle's store should have been the first time, right? Because that's when we really got the story of, like, I don't go to the store. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But she's an interesting just... bird, this yeah, one. she It's... I'm currently, I don't know where you're at with her. I know you said you're intrigued by her, but for me, it just feels like she's currently on here just to be an elevated level of rich above everybody else. And like, that's it. Like, she's just serving as like money check. Okay, cool. Now we can bring it back to like, it almost makes the rest of them seem more relatable because she Mm -hmm. is there and just being rich as fuck. Yes, I agree with you. To me, it feels like she's like a weirder version of Kathy Hilton, and they brought mm-hmm. her on because they didn't know if Kathy was going to sign. Like, she yeah. has that very, like, weird, quirky personality like Kathy has, but she's kind of, like, not really giving anything other than being extremely rich. And you're right, unrelatable. I don't go to stores. I made my own bread because I, I have carb. Whatever. It's, like, very weird. She's weird. But yeah. I do like that it, you're right. It is kind of making some of them more relatable because Crystal is very rich. Her husband mm-hmm. is very rich. Uh, and she's like, I shop for things on sale and I love TJ Maxx. So it's like, okay, oh, I can still relate to Crystal. But like, no, I can't because she's rich mm-hmm. as fuck too. Yeah, it's – I also wonder like why Why are you on here? Like for your personal Yeah, what reasons. are you getting out of this? Yeah, like the money that Bravo's giving you is like – Pouring a drop cup in the of bucket. water into mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. like what I, so that is also something that I'm questioning I just don't get the why behind it but yeah all right so before we get into son's party this is where we find out in the episode that Rina's mother had a stroke unfortunately mm-hmm. um, so they're putting her mother in hospice mm-hmm. she has a DNR um, 
And we get another little, like, Dorit freak out because Kyle said, like, oh, there's, like, paparazzi taking pictures over my, like, wall or whatever. And she's like, I this, hope someone isn't casing your house. This Why whole would thing Kyle was weird. say that yes, to her? This was weird to me. Why would you say, oh, there's a guy taking pictures? And then she's like, wait, what? Someone's taking pictures? She's like, that's so triggering for me. And Kyle's like, oh, sorry. It was, like, very – that was weird. Aren't they – I don't want to say neighbors' neighbors, but don't they live close to each other? I think they do. I think they live relatively close to each other. I'm not sure. So also, just for proximity's sake, like, why are you saying this? Yeah. Kyle, and she said her. it very nonchalantly, where Kyle mm-hmm. usually is very anxious. And she was mm-hmm. like, oh, weird. Someone's taking pictures outside. It was just strange. Yeah, definitely strange. I agree with you. We get to Sutton's party, and Garcelle – so, like, we get people coming in. Garcelle comes in. She's like, oh, is – Sutton, or is Sutton coming? Is Crystal coming? And she's like, yeah, everybody's coming. And Garcelle's facial expression, I can't explain it, but it was just like the, oh, okay. Like, it kind of yeah. gave the, like, shit's going to go down. Like, good. Yeah. You you invited her. You, you're you going to have mm-hmm. to deal with this. It was funny when Sutton was like, who are you really asking about? Because she's yeah. like, who's coming? Everyone? And she's like, who are you really? She's like, no, nobody. I'm just yeah. curious who's coming. <laughs> Sutton knew. Sutton knew mm-hmm. someone was up. Mm-hmm. And when Crystal gets there, she's in this leather dress and she makes reference to Sutton like, yeah, I wore this especially for you because mm-hmm. of last year. So, yeah, I, like I appreciate that type of jab. You Same. Know? <laughs> like, Same. It hurts no one. It's funny. Yeah. It's a bit of a throwback They're poking for those fun. of us. Yeah. yeah. So I like that, Crystal. Thank you. Yeah, I just my next note is Diana's purpose on the show is to tell us how rich she is. I don't know what she did for me to write that, but that's what I wrote <laughs> as my next note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that. Basically, um, Kyle and Dorit come up next, and Dorit freaks out a little bit. Like, why is there press here? That's not cool. Why wouldn't Sutton give me a heads up? Are you that self-absorbed? What did you think of Dorit's reaction to there being press? that she could easily walk around without having to talk to at Sutton's store. Yeah, so this uh, was weird to me to be like, why would, how are you so self-absorbed? Like, she owes you, she's supposed to know that having press there would trigger you for some reason and then give you a heads up and that makes her, like, not a good friend. Meanwhile, I don't know if you've been following this online, but apparently there was press at Kyle's party as well like literally two nights before and she spoke to them and it was fine um so it seems like she only cares about sutton not telling her that there's press but it's fine if her bestie kyle has press at her store i I feel like we kind of saw it remember i mean it could have been obviously just a photographer that kyle hired to take pictures of the night sorry my dog is in full-on protect mode um but hold on now other dogs are barking. Oh my god. <laughs> He's starting a, a barking war. Uh oh. Come here. I will give you a treat if you just stop talking. He's so angry. Okay, so um she was remember she was like taking photos outside of her store. So it's like Yeah, and I think um I think who the press was actually was Teddy Mellencamp for like ET <laughs> or something like that is what I'm what I'm now remembering. Which like ew. Uh why? I don't understand. Um for some reason we cannot get rid of Teddy Mellencamp. I don't know if she was seen... at the MTV Awards. Yes. Like why? why? You're not even why on the show anymore. Nobody she... likes you. Well, she isn't on this upcoming season of uh, our hook tug is she 
No, thank God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then why the fuck is she there? I don't is know. It, is it because she has a podcast that with? Tamara I guess so. Stuff? A podcast with Tamara and Tamara was there. I don't know why she was there. Yeah, she can. She can get out. Ugh, so we can't escape her. I don't know why we just cannot escape her. Yeah, and to bring it back to Dury, I thought this was like an outlandish reaction. Outlandish, completely, completely. This is, like, the fourth even... time of the episode where I'm just like, okay, I'm done with this storyline yeah. now. Um, and that's not even including the uh, the therapy session. She um, didn't have to talk to them. Like, she was able to no, just very much walk them. around. It just meant that, like, she couldn't, she didn't get her picture taken. Which, right. politely, don't worry about it because this whole thing's being fucking recorded for TV anyway. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so then Kyle is out there kind of, like, taking questions on behalf of Doreen or whatever and... I don't know, but I thought that was dramatic. So Very. if that's mean, so be it. Next we Along have with you. Sutton, Dorit, Kyle, and the French designer kind of standing in a little group. And Sutton's like, he's out of Europe finally to Dorit. And like Dorit's facial expression, like, are you kidding me that you're saying this to my face right now? Yeah. Um, due to the fact of, if you've forgotten Sutton's comment about, like, well, I have things going on, too. Sorry I didn't have a gun right. held to my head right. this morning. And Kyle just straight up, like, does this guy know that he has Kyle's been a part a of so much starter. drama? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do you need to bring this guy into it? Mm-hmm. She also and- said, um, oh, this is to reach, she has a line. And Kyle's like, so do I. It's like, yeah. no, you don't. No, you don't. Sahita has one. You just put your name on it. Like, yeah, I liked. I thought the son did on purpose and like snubbed her. Yeah, I, I hope she did. If she, I hope she did then, too. I don't think she did, but I hope she did. Yeah. So next we get Kyle and Sutton having a conversation, and here's Kyle, the stir, the drama producer, the pot stir, asking, "Hey, is everything all right with you and Crystal? Why does Kyle have to tell Sutton this?" Right. Why? I don't know. Besides the fact that they're on a TV show and this is where she thinks she can produce drama. Like, why? You're a shitty friend. Like, you're... You are a totally shitty friend. I, like, wrote in all capital letters, like, why does she have to tell her? Because Crystal also said, like, she came over and said, like, this is the last time I want to talk about this. Like, should Crystal have brought it up? Probably not because it's this group of women. It's obviously going to get back to her. But... At the same time, like, you did make it seem like you cared th- about how Crystal felt about everything. So, like, why are we just circling back to this drama? Yeah. It's just going to be, like, a second version of it. No no different things are going to happen unless we find out the son said something completely outlandish. But there's also a really good chance that if she did, we would have seen it last season. Right. Like, I don't think that they would have... First of all, if it was that bad, I don't think that Crystal would then move beyond this with Sutton. So I think there's that first, right? I mean, I know she's, like, framing it to be something terrible. Um, I I don't know if we'll find out or not, but it seems like if it were that bad, I don't think... It was probably something said out of complete ignorance and not something hateful that was said, and I think that's mm-hmm. probably the difference. Um, but I just... I. I agree with what you're saying, and I feel like this just further validates what Crystal was saying about how these women are not, like, a safe space for her, because look mm-hmm. at what they're doing. She's... Right. She 
they're taking exactly what she said. I don't want to talk about this after today. And she's bringing it now to Sutton's event, who she's running the event. Uh, and now you're bringing this up to her here. It's just very wild. Yeah. And then Garcelle joins and was like, hey, I feel like she implied that you said something that would change our dynamic. Just throw yeah. it out there. Watch your back with your new friends. And yeah. I... I understand, especially from Garcelle's point of view, of like wanting to know because, and Garcelle says this, like, I'm assuming the worst. Like, yes, if I'm Garcelle. I'm assuming that she like dropped the N word in a sentence. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that is what my brain is going to the way that Crystal is framing this. So I do understand yeah. her concern because she, this is her friend. This is someone that she regularly goes to bat for when she is and is not in the room. So then you do have this like, Oh shit, should I be defending this person? Like, am I right. the idiot now? Like, am I am I defending a bigot or a racist or whatever? So, like, I understand Garcelle wanting to know. And I also understand Garcelle giving the heads up, I guess. Like, I think I wouldn't have been as annoyed if Garcelle told Sutton first versus Kyle telling Sutton first. Because Kyle yeah. doesn't have the same intentions as Garcelle does. I totally agree with you. And I feel like especially given the back and forth that Kyle and Sutton have had over the last few episodes, it's like, where where do they even stand with each other? It's unclear. Mm -hmm. So it just feels like this is just messy for the sake of being messy from Kyle. And even more so, I think, is Kyle's reaction to it because Sutton's like, you know what? Can we just like move forward and be positive? We did this already last year. Like, let's just keep it moving. And Kyle's like mad that Sutton's not getting upset about mm-hmm. it. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you aren't getting the reaction you wanted. Yeah. So it even more so to me just exemplifies like Kyle doesn't care about Sutton. Kyle cares about yeah, there being another storyline. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Sutton's like, can you guys just like stop talking behind my back? Which is happening yeah. a lot to her this season. I think a we're lot. like, what, four episodes in? And Sutton has been the sun. She is the center she of is, this yeah. universe right yeah. now. Totally. So before we get into the next part, I did put this this like thing at the end of this, um, which we did get a little side like Erica segment of her saying, I'm not going to Sutton's party. Mm-hmm. I'm happy about not having to like go and be fake for our group. So everyone is there besides Erica. She was invited in a group text. It wasn't like a personal, hey, yeah. I know we hate each other, but you're still welcome to come. Erica decided not to go. Um, I probably if was if I was Erica. I would also decide not to go because, like, why? Why are you yeah. going to your, your enemies thing? You yeah, I wouldn't go. blatantly said you don't like each other. So, okay, cool. So, yeah. establishing that Erica's not there. But the next and, like, biggest part of the the party at Sutton's store is we have a small conversation that evolves into a whole group conversation. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that it stayed small at first, but... Me too. We'll get into it. So first it's Garcelle and Kyle. And Kyle says to Garcelle, like, hey, leaving this out there the way it is allows people to assume the worst in terms of what Crystal said. And Crystal joins. And Kyle again says, I don't remember Sutton saying anything horrific. And Mm -hmm. Crystal's like, you don't remember. That's fine. And Kyle's like, yes, I do. Stop telling me this. And here's where I think Crystal makes a good point that it could have been something that was said that like Crystal and Garcelle pick up on. Kyle doesn't pick up on. Yeah. I think that's fair. I do. And 
I mean, who am I to say one way or another? But I do agree with Garcelle saying, like, then you need to tell me what it was. Because Sutton is my friend and this could change my friendship with her. And so for Crystal to be like, no, I'm not going to comment on it. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like you can't have it both ways. And Mm -hmm. also, like, if Kyle didn't pick up on it, then maybe she should be picking up on it and you should inform her of what was said that was not okay. Yeah. And especially, like, Crystal, pull Garcelle side one-on-one then and just be like, listen. Because especially if you're going to make the comment of – well, yeah, but this might be something that the two of us see differently as women of color yeah. that you might not pick up on. And then the other thing I think of, and obviously I don't know who production and like the behind the scenes staff are, but mm-hmm. that got me thinking like maybe something was said and we know a lot of like producing, editing teams and stuff in the in- industry are predominantly white men. And so yep. it's like, oh, did we not see this comment because it also didn't resonate like it didn't yeah. resonate with them as well like yeah i did start thinking that so i now like i want to know what was said i almost like respected crystal's privacy for a while but now it's at the point where if you're going to imply that this was said but kyle might not have picked up on it but garcelle definitely would have crystal definitely did mm-hmm. like you gotta let us know you gotta let us know crystal please let yeah. us know yeah you have to it's just at this point especially now it's just gonna spiral and spin and spin mm-hmm. and spin like we just I assume we will eventually find out. Maybe. Um, that was my next question was like, do you think we're going to find this out? I hope so. I assume so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. And Crystal brings up the point like, I don't want to tell you. And then we focus on the word dark being too much. I don't want to flash back to like yeah. the violate thing. Yeah. And Garcelle says, we'll just tell us and let us decide. And. Crystal says it was problematic, but it was clearly forgivable. Yeah. So, okay. Again, it's like, I still want to know, but I guess if Crystal is forgiving it, and I don't know, like, it's it's just such a weird dynamic, like. Yeah. I almost wish they just didn't put it on the show, because it's like, now it just makes people, kind of like, again, what we already said before, it's just like, makes people think what was it that was so bad and your mind automatically goes to the worst thing that could be said um and you don't want to think that obviously and if it was the worst thing that was said obviously people wouldn't be friends with her or she probably wouldn't have a job like jenny from uh from salt lake city Salt Lake city yeah so uh we get sutton joining now and garcelle saying in front of sutton like Listen, Crystal, I basically felt that you were trying to set Sutton up. And mm-hmm. Sun chimes in, and Sun wants this to be done as well. Now, obviously, like, if she did say something that's fucked up, I can understand why she's yeah. like, can we please just move forward? Yeah. Um, but to be fair, like, it does seem like she's learned from the situation. Yeah. And, like, she says, I can't take this if we can't just move forward. Right. So we have everyone at this point basically sitting down and Dorit goes, Crystal's creating the worst case scenario and it's dirty that she won't say what Sun said. I think that was mm-hmm. in a confessional. It wasn't out loud. Um, we, okay. And then here's where like Diana provides some like levity because someone said like, you're opening a can of worms, like let them be dead. Yeah. And Diana's like, who's dead? The worms? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that like, was funny. <laughs> um, classic, like 
ESL not understanding idioms, mm-hmm, which is like mm-hmm. a whole big ass section of getting your ESL certification. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. when that happened, that was my like former teacher side being like, let's <laughs> take a test on this. You're not supposed to use figurative language. Got to be mm-hmm. literal and direct. Um, hmm, so anyway, we get more of Crystal being like, Garcelle, don't tell me what words to use. I never wanted to bring this up. So and I resolve this. It's resolved. I'm not going to let you guys question my integrity. Mm-hmm. But she did bring it up. She did. She did. I know. It's like, this is such a messy, it's just messy, unnecessarily messy mm-hmm. for no real reason. Yeah. I don't, like, I hope, <laughs> this is such a dumb hope for me to say out loud. I'll say it anyway. You can laugh at me. I hope that this ends next episode. <laughs> I hope it does too. I hope it does too. I don't know if it it's will, but I hope it does. Yeah. I mean, we're still talking about something from last season, so. Exactly. Beverly Hills right. cannot move on from things. It's rough. No. Grudges galore out there. Mm-hmm. The last part of the episode, we see Dury in a therapy session. It's called EMDR. It's a type of therapy that trauma victims um, can do that is supposed to help reprogram their brains so that they think happy things when they think of their most traumatic event. So, like, instead of associating with negative, scary, Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't put a lot of notes here because I just felt like – I feel like I'm not supposed to be watching this. Same. I When I rewatched the episode, I stopped at the – for my second watch because I'm just like, I saw this once. I don't need to see this again. The one thing I will say, and this is going to come across really mean, but there was a confessional and it was like a very dry cry from Dorit. She was like fake sobbing. I don't know if you noticed, mm-hmm. but there was not a tear to be shed. Um, but she was like, Ugh! but like her eyes were very clearly dry. She was not crying. Um, so that's all I want to point out here. But obviously she is very emotional in the, in the therapy session. But to your point, I don't really know what to really talk about it. It feels like it was a very private thing and I didn't need to see it. I I understand when we see the therapy sessions sometimes. This is not one. That yeah. There needs to be some privacy to this healing process. And it it doesn't feel like it is happening. And quite frankly, the other part of it is, I mean... We're left to assume that this is happening maybe, what, like the first week of November, second week of November? Yeah, something like that. Because the robbery happened in like late October. Yeah. Yeah. So the other part of being so willing to put so much of this on camera is that you have to then go back and watch it when the season comes out. Right. Right. To me, I mean, and again, this is going to come across like very callous and probably uncaring. And I think this is why so many people question Dorit's intentions here because it does mm-hmm. feel like she's doing so much for the camera and really making this a storyline. And it almost feels like you should probably deal with some of this trauma like off camera mm-hmm. to get through it. And uh, I don't know. It just – it does feel like she's maybe like exploiting it a little bit. Yeah. Take this season off. Even if you don't take the season off, like – just put a boundary in between yeah. what you're talking about and what you're not. And I know, I know the people who are Dorit fans or Dorit herself are probably going to be like, well, for other people who have gone through I'm traumatic events, I want to show. TV but it's, show. yeah, I have to show my life. But like, you don't mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But that is where our episode ends. Next episode, it looks like they're going to Mexico on PK's idea for a trip for Dorit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember anything else from the preview. Neither do I. Great. So we'll be surprised yeah. next week. Perfect. Yeah. I'm sure it won't be in two days. With... Oh, is it? It's Monday. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I wild. Okay. Uh, the other episode we have to talk about this week is Atlanta, and I'm going to give a full heads up to the audience. Um, I only, like, slightly told you this because you were dealing with worse things than me <laughs> at the time. Um, and I I wasn't going to – I mean, it wouldn't have one-upped you, but you know what I mean? No, so, it's, I don't care. Well, I, I text – or I messaged Katie and was like, listen, my Bravo app on my TV is, like, not working. Like, parental controls are kicking in, which, like, yeah. they're not supposed to be for me. They're supposed to be really Serena. Bravo, you have this on the wrong <laughs> Yeah, you, you apply the them wrong to the wrong thing. person. But um, I got to work on my laptop, so I might have missed, like, the first couple minutes. But then my little idiot dog over here. So, like, I had just eaten some, like, egg noodles with this, like, it was supposed mm. to be, like, a lamb soup or whatever that Lavelle brought me from the restaurant that he works at. But I would already had some earlier in the day. So I think it was just, like, mostly, like, broth. But the broth was, like, very oily, right? So oh, yeah, okay. I had just finished it, and um, but there was still, like, a lot a layer of like broth oil whatever so i put the bowl in my bathroom sink so that at the next commercial break i could bring it to the the kitchen right and so i hear from my bathroom because that's where nitro's water bowl is i hear him like drinking something but it didn't sound like his water bowl so oh, i get no. up and this motherfucker has his two front paws on the sink and you learned from bambi his- yeah. Oh, no more housewives for you. Uh, yeah, okay. he's watching too many housewives. <laughs> um, he never does this either. That's the thing. Like, I was so surprised that he did this. The thing is, this this soup broth oil thing was like an orange, right? It's an mm-hmm. orange color. So it splattered all over my white sink oh, on no. the white wall. So I... Oh, no. We are moving out of this apartment and people are coming to see it literally tomorrow. Oh, my and God. And so I had to, like, magic eraser immediately because, like, yeah, I Yeah, because it'll stain. So I had it on. I'm trying to remember what happened. But I'm also trying to clean up after my dumb dog being Bambi out here. So <laughs> um, if it feels like we don't cover everything... It's Nitro's fault. That's yeah. <laughs> what it comes down to. Blame Nitro. I'm sorry. So That's I think okay. I got most of it, but yeah. I was That's pissed because, right. like, I was just so, like, scattered that I, like, didn't even – because I was watching on my laptop, so I had, like, the my split screen going. I had mm-hmm. show on one half, the notes on the other, so I couldn't live tweet from our new account. And I'm, Oh, like, yeah. Everything yesterday was just – It was not was, meant to be yesterday no, for either of us. Not, yeah. The cool water show – wasn't yeah. cool yesterday. No, it was not cool. Not it cool was yesterday. uncool. <laughs> Very uncool. <laughs> so, it was being all uncool. Mm-hmm. That was where I was going with it, but mm-hmm. I knew you'd get there. You, that you would you would quote it exactly for me because mm-hmm. I can never remember the exact quote. So, um, just giving you guys a heads up that my dog's <laughs> a jackass, and that's where if if it seems like there's some holes, it's because there are. But we start back at. The same dinner that we yeah. left. This where... felt like it was a year ago. The last well, Atlanta episode. Yeah, because we I had know, the it was week only a week off in between. off in between, but it felt like it was so much longer. 
that was probably the roofie still no i'm just kidding but um... <laughs> well i watched it today but true it could still be so we have can't our something must have happened where like there must have been some Ralph Drew stuff at the beginning, or Ralph, no, Drew Shay, or Shay, what the fuck am I saying? Sheree stuff. Was there like an apology or anything that happened? Do we know? Because the first thing I have written down is Candy apologizing to Sheree for like not giving her the heads up first about the assistant stuff. So it led me to believe that there must have been some sort of resolution between Sheree and um, Drew. Drew before we got to that point. Kind of, but not really. It was like, at the beginning of the episode, we picked up where Sheree was showing those text messages from mm-hmm. Anthony about Ralph. And then Drew was kind of just like, yeah, but like Sheree was shady. And Kenny was like, what? Like, how was she shady? She didn't repeat what she said. And she was like, and it just kind of like went nowhere almost. It felt like it just mm-hmm. kind of like ended. It didn't feel like there was like complete resolution. Um, and I think she said something about like, are you going to apologize for putting your hand in my face? And Drew was like, if I did that, I apologize, which, like, you clearly did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely did. Yeah. But that's kind of it. And then we moved over to Candy. Okay. And that was – the Candy apology was pretty, like, straightforward and – She pretty much was like, yeah, I did that. And I should yeah. have. My, My bad. bad. And they were all like, see, Drew, that's how you take accountability. That's how you own it. Mm-hmm. And then Kenya gets a call where she leaves the table and it's Mark creating drama about – Brooklyn like is he was supposed to drop her off now he wants someone to come pick her up and I do feel bad for Kenya in this I mean obviously we see one side but I'm gonna believe Kenya's side to this because Mark was a total twat the whole time he was on our screen so he has not given me any reason to think that he isn't 10 times worse through text message or on the phone with her because he's not on camera yeah I totally agree um I, I feel bad for Kenya as well. And I don't think that she, just given the way that she feels about Brooklyn and loves her and feels like she's her miracle baby, like, I don't think she would use her as a storyline if it was fabricated. Right. Um, the other thing that happens with Kenya here is Candy and Marlo, I think, were the two that kind of, like, mm-hmm. went out to console mm-hmm. her or whatever. And um, I think it was Candy who was, like, listen, you have to back off Mark and you have to let him decide when he's going to be involved with Brooklyn and you can't keep forcing it, essentially. And um, Kenya's like, absolutely not. Like, she needs yeah. a father figure in her life. Like, that, I will, I can't allow that to happen. And she's, like, saying that directly to Candy's face, who, like, Riley's father yeah. was very much not involved. He was there. Yeah. yeah, so I just thought I found like, this to be interesting. Because yeah, me too. how Candy was saying, like, you just have to let him decide. And I'm not shading Candy. Like, everybody has to make their own decision. But, like, that didn't work out. Obviously, she couldn't have forced Riley's dad to be involved. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of what she's saying. Like, he's not going to do what he doesn't want to do. Um, right. But, like, it still sucks, you know. And and Brooklyn is still so young that if Kenya can make a difference and try and get him to bond with her at this age and have a relationship, like, I don't think that she should stop doing that right maybe Um, something will click i i agree with you i think candy is probably looking from the perspective of she did try and she tried and she tried and it's probably kenya's most likely not at the point where 
she's tired of trying. And also, mm-hmm. like, Riley got to a point where she's like, I don't want to talk to him. You know, like, Brooklyn's right. not at the age to right, where make she knows. those decisions yeah. of, like, no, mom, you clearly are the only parent in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if I see him or not or whatever. And so um, I understand continuing to try for those reasons alone until Brooklyn's of a maturity to yeah. have be part of the decision. And it's not Kenya deciding for her because then that also can lead to resentment later of like, well, why didn't you allow him to be yeah. involved or whatever? So I like I understand both sides. Candy's obviously like what Riley's like what 18 19 20 something like that yeah, at this point something like that and she's in college like she's been through all of this so she, mm-hmm. her perspective is a little different so but I get both sides I I'm not a parent never want to be so yeah <laughs> I I just watch and observe all this I try not to pass too much judgment um outside from like my experience as a teacher and quite frankly like that does not involve anything that that went on with that conversation yeah so Kenya comes back to the table with the other women, and then we start talking about Tyrone. So um, Tyrone is not going to be able to make it to the show, um, but they're hoping to see him tomorrow for lunch because he has to be home by 9 p.m. He can only travel up to 100 miles from his home. Um, so yeah. it is left to be determined, but we are laying some groundwork for some Tyrone drama coming up this episode. Yeah, and I liked this moment from Sheree a little bit because someone was like, what is he on house arrest? And she's like, well, he's a monitor. And then she goes, like, I guess he is on house arrest. And I feel yeah. like old Sheree would have been like, don't fucking worry about it if he's not. But she was just like, I guess that's what he's at. It just felt like she's like more open to talking about mm-hmm. the situation with Tyrone. Um, and I like that. I feel like it's almost like she's maybe more comfortable with this cast than she was in the past. She doesn't feel like she has to be on the defensive because people aren't coming at her from like a bad place. They're just genuinely asking a question. Um, so I liked how she was kind of like, well, yeah, I, got- I don't know. I know this was like a very minor moment, but it, it stuck out to me a little bit for some reason. No, I definitely agree with you because um, it can also just be a point of like, I don't say embarrassment, but right, everybody's there almost everybody's there with a significant other and she Mm -hmm. can't be because hers is on house arrest and so instead of being like oh well and making up excuse a b yeah she's like yeah he is and like Mm -hmm. we're we're doing our best with that so yeah no i I like like how open and vulnerable she's being Mm -hmm. and the last thing we get at dinner is marlo telling candy that the sex stuff is getting out of hand (laughs) yeah 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 i think it was candy's like we'll have some sex and then maybe it won't seem like it's getting out of hand but that was funny marlo marlo's bringing the laughs this season i am loving marlo i'm also loving this like marlo kenya sheree friendship these are Mm -hmm. like the three women i never knew that i needed to be friends looks like next week we're gonna see a little crack in that but i'm loving it while we're getting it um Mm -hmm. especially kenya and marlo like i really like them as friends yeah me too because they are so funny so it's like yeah um the two of them it's when when like powers like that align versus go Mm -hmm. at each other it it's just fun to see especially because we've seen them be at each other's throats for the last many years next we get sonya and kenya talking so they're like out walking through um new york city which has to be like weird to do with all like the scaffolds and stuff and like trying to have a camera in front of you of everything like that can't be Mm -hmm. natural you also see like 
someone behind them at one point and then it's supposed to be like the next line in their conversation and that person but that person's gone <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like okay this is kind of strange but yeah um we get this was another point where I was cleaning my bathroom, so I picked up, like, the second half of this conversation. Was there anything important that happened before them talking about, like, Ross winning a Super Bowl? Uh, they were talking about Drew a little bit. I don't yeah, know if that was that before or after. after. Oh, then after. no, I don't think so. Yeah, because Kenya brings up, like, Mark is, like, the ultimate gaslighter and just, like, I just want him to see his kid. And, um, like, speaking of gaslighters, what about Ralph? Like, did I go too hard on Ralph last night? And yeah. uh, Sonia didn't think so. Like, she was honest, and she could have maybe come close to a line. But, I mean, some, I don't know if someone like Ralph benefits from hearing it from someone that's not his wife. But I don't know. I, don't, I, I think don't know. somebody like Ralph, to me, and I don't know him, really, mm-hmm. other than what we see on the show. But, like, it feels like people like Ralph don't care what their wife thinks, but care what public opinion thinks of right. them. So it could maybe help. Like, if he's like, oh, other people see me as toxic, like, that right. could maybe make a little bit of a a mark on him. Um, but at the same time, it's like he is also hearing it from a woman, and he clearly has no respect for women. So... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we get more talk about Drew, and Sonia's like, I like some things about Drew. There's other things that I don't, and, like, I don't like the thing with Sheree. I don't like the drop it with Drew thing. Mm -hmm. And Kenya says, like, well, yeah, that's kind of Drew. Like, she's either going to talk over you or play dumb, but I can understand why you feel this way about her. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing really monumental from that, but yeah. I think it's worth I like noting. this, though. Like, I just really kind of like how casual this episode felt to me in general. It felt like they yes. were just, like, living their lives, but also making good TV. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so, even though this is just, like, a random walk down the street, I kind of... It felt, like, genuine. I don't know. For some reason, this cast feels very genuine to me, and I feel like I'm just missing that from Housewives casts lately. Yeah. So, I'm just happy that we get to see this. Even with Sonya, who's new. Like, it just feels like she clicks. Uh, yeah, they definitely seem like friends, and it's not like production is putting them in a room and forcing them to have conversations or experiences together that it's like, okay, they might actually enjoy this beyond just getting paid for it. Right. Sorry, I just like (laughs) choked on spit. Um, So anyway... We get Sheree calling Candy, and she Sheree just lets her know, like, she isn't sure if Tyrone's going to make it today. It's just under 100 miles, and he doesn't want to chance it. To which Candy, in a confessional, is like, oh, so he's at his other woman's house. Yeah. We get some Tyrone shade here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any speculations at this point on Tyrone, or do you want to wait till later in the episode? We can wait till later, I think. Perfect. So then let's go. We will, we get to, I don't know if it was like a lunch or dinner because they had to like go yeah, back to the hotel and I stuff. Guess it's so like, lunch. Like dinner, maybe a late lunch, an early dinner. But there's some like conversation back and forth at the beginning of, okay, I missed, I don't know what, how, was I cleaning this bathroom for this fucking long? Because <laughs> um, there was something, um, that, like, Marlo said at first that I missed in terms of, like, a celebrity or whatever. Um, I, I know that the next com- or the next question was, like, 
who is the most famous mm-hmm. person that you like either flirt with you or took you out on a date with or took you out on a date marlo had said something earlier than that that like kind of got a reaction out of people so i don't know what it was and i'm sorry if it was a solid marlo line i never want to miss okay. one of those but my dog's an idiot so <laughs> um the next question we get is like okay so who's the most famous person that you've gone on a date with or flirted with you and i thought this part was funny i don't know how you felt about it oh i thought this was funny yeah but drew is like and drew is saying someone who is a famous nba player she's also brought this person up in previous episodes and says that he took her out on a couple of dates and he used to listen to her music before games to get pumped up and they censor out his name every single time yeah. in confessionals. Someone's like, wait, hasn't he been dating his like his wife since high school? So basically, Drew like outed LeBron James for yeah. cheating on mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. maybe girlfriend at the time, current wife. Uh, yeah. yeah, she kept saying like what, like the king? Well, she said it. She was on Watch What Happens Live. I didn't watch the whole episode. I watched maybe like the first 30 seconds of it. And Andy was like, are we ever going to find out who this basketball player is? And she was like, he's the king. And Kenya in her confessional was like, she said Laquan, which was so funny mm-hmm. to me. I was laughing mm-hmm. so hard. And everyone's like, she has music? What music does she have? This was just mm-hmm. – the shade against Drew was just making me laugh very hard. I just also thought it was funny that Bravo's like, we're going to bleep out his name because mm-hmm. we don't want this drama. Well, this happened also on Southern Charm reunion mm-hmm. because someone on Southern Charm was talking to A-Rod while he was with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, right, And right. Craig from Southern Charm outed that mm-hmm. on the show and was like, you're FaceTiming with a baseball player, but they were bleeping his name too. Mm-hmm. And obviously everybody realized who it was. Yeah. It was. And then that supposedly maybe led to him and J-Lo breaking off their engagement. So pretty crazy um, that the Bravo universe is just – outing all of these uh, very huge athletes and their discretions here. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling, and I don't even know if we have time for this, that LeBron James has some sort of, like, open relationship clause in his uh, – with his, his wife due to the fact that this is not the first transgression I've heard about. And it does oh. not seem – he was, like, in – uh instagram models like dms and shit like there's it's been out before so there are a few um a few people posted that like she might not be lying i'm trying to look really quickly on instagram oh i don't think apparently there are receipts out there yeah i don't think she's lying because this is not the first lebron james um transgression i just have a feeling that his wife is like keep bringing home the money and we'll we'll have our own agreements on this type of stuff. Yeah. That would be my yeah. guess. Yeah, um, I'm just quickly, 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 quickly. I I worked with someone through. in college who dated a – I think they dated while he was in college and then maybe his first couple of years in the NBA. And she was like, every NBA player cheats on their their significant other like straight up I mean, every single one let's of talk them. to tristan thompson yeah so it's not like none of this is surprising to me yeah okay so there is an instagram account and it says drew might not be lying per the chicago tribune in 2003 and her name keeps being mentioned as the main squeeze of 
the high school to NBA star LeBron James of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who she met in Los Angeles. Well, Drew, question mark, she says, I don't really like to talk about my personal life. Sidora told us over lunch. At Phil Stefani's 437 rush last week, I'll just say that he's my boy. We're really good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was in an article from 2003. So, yeah, yeah I never, I guess there are receipts she was out there. Lying about it. That was like, that never crossed my mind. It's just, I thought it was funny how Bravo approached it when it was yeah. like very clear. Because they could have very easily not included the confessionals. Yeah. From, the confessionals like, Sonya were and so Kenya funny. Of like, didn't, because that was like really what exposed it. Besides the fact that she already brought LeBron James' name up in previous episodes. Um, when she was like, wait, didn't he, like, hasn't he been with his girlfriend since, um, like, since high school? Because that's, like, mm-hmm. very well known about his relationship. So, uh, yeah. I just yes. thought, like, I loved how Bravo approached that. So. Yeah. We got some other ridiculous answers. Marlo said Gene Simmons uh, hit on her, and Kenya said Prince did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like when we get these, like, kind of casual, funny moments from, Me too. from them. And then we get the question of where's Tyrone, and Trey said he can't make it, but she's going to go see him tomorrow in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So next, they go back to the hotel. They have very strict instructions to, one, not be late, and two, wear the vibrating underwear. Um, I will never say the P word. Not pussy. No, please. Thank you. I'm, yeah, thank you. That is like, I don't want to ever hear it. Yeah. That, I hate it. Like, I hate it. I've never once said it out loud. Yeah. Uh, it's it's <laughs> not a good. Word. It's not good. Yeah. So just throwing it out there. I'm not calling it that. Um, really, besides the whole, like, they find out that the remotes can control other ones if they're close enough uh, was a little bit funny, but they find out that. There's a street closure, and so they can either go around the block, which might make them late, or they can walk the seven minutes to the show. And mm-hmm. so they decide, let's get off and walk. Except for Marlo, who – I don't know what they're called in New York City. City but bike. In, okay, so Chicago, yeah. they're called divvies. So, like – Oh. Yeah. Um, I was like, Marlo gets on a fucking divvy bike and <laughs> yeah. bicycles there. That was so, so funny. funny. <laughs> so Looking funny. fabulous, by the way. Her mm-hmm. outfit is – everything to me and mm-hmm. like i think she looks amazing and she just like hops on this bike and then she gives it to the person at the gate of the broadway gate whatever the door of the yeah. broadway show and is like can you hold my bike <laughs> just, yeah. which like it's not how those work you're supposed to dock it because yeah. you're gonna get charged um yeah, you get charged like a lot too yeah that I'm was sure hilarious to me yeah. um and then we saw candy being like where's marlo and kenya mm-hmm. had flip-flops on it was like i don't know they obviously she came prepared with flip-flops to like change her yeah. shoes it was just so funny <laughs> the whole thing not everything originates from sprinter vans so it's here true. we are yet again what did you think about this vibrating underwear situation because i think it's weird as fuck on candy's part yeah i didn't i didn't understand why it's why. weird it's weird to me that like and i i'm 100 percent with kenya of like some other man is some other woman's man is gonna like vibrate my underwear yeah for me no like we're not gonna do this but candy's like it's a fun game that's not fun that's weird no fun game especially like, to like put tell people to put them on and not tell other people mm-hmm. that like someone else's husband is able to do that's weird to me it feels like that's yeah. crossing a line yeah i i just like kind of ignored that part because i like to me it's like all right this is uh candy being candy and we're just gonna go this is this has no no impact on me yeah I did laugh when they all found out, when she's like, who is doing that? Because he's like, it's fucking not me. (laughs) Um, Everybody seemed to enjoy the play. It got a lot of good feedback from the women, so that was cool. 
Um, then after the show, they oh they have a pajama jam. I think is what mm-hmm. it was called. So they're supposed. Sure, to I looked cheese. amazing. They all looked amazing, but mm-hmm. Sheree looked amazing. I feel like I can't stop staring at these women on this season because they all look so beautiful. Yeah. And it's like, I just, I will never know what it feels like to be as beautiful as them because they are all like the most beautiful group of women I feel like I've ever seen. I'm not trying to be ageist in this comment because I don't want to come across like that, but like, I don't know how old Sheree is. We know that she has like, what, a 37 year old daughter, 31, 37, but. Like, if you were to tell me someone her age, however it 52. is, can rock the high pony the way she does, look, and amazing, fucking flawless doing it. Like, I, I, so the age thing at the beginning was not to be shady at all. No, it's just a, it, I marvel at it. She looks great. She tweeted like for bookings, email something, something. I'm like, should I email Sheree and see if she wants to come talk to us on our podcast? Oh my god, yes. I would I would literally die. She's one of my favorites of all time. I love her. Okay. I thought she looked As fantastic. Who... And this like overshirt thing that she had on that was like plat. I was mm-hmm. like, I want that. I just, I thought she looked amazing. Sorry, go ahead. As I need to go back looked. to this. As someone who, and I don't want to like ruin any surprises i i know you had someone contact you recently who is yeah. one of your favorites and you're still alive i mean you you really true i am still alive i'm still alive you made an attempt at not being alive on sunday but it's um, true out of your own accord so mm-hmm. i think that if sheree were to be on here you would you would make it through because i i probably would I know you i know you can do it i've seen you do it with my own two eyes if anything i was that was that over message do. though we'll see what it's like in real life but we'll talk about that. We'll we'll announce tomorrow yeah. or Wednesday what we're what we're referring to. Okay, sounds good. So yeah, um, we have Marlo, Shrey, and Kenya there for a little bit, and they talk about Drew and Ralph, and then they talk about drop it with Drew being a fraud because she had all of this um, plastic surgery, just you know, surgery done to help mm-hmm. her appearance and. They go on her website and it sees, they see, like, you can drop, like, 20 pounds in 21 days or whatever. And so Marlo goes to sign up for this. And it says, page not found. Yeah, it said something went wrong. And she's like, something yeah. went wrong. She's like, I don't know what, but something went wrong. This was killing me. I was laughing. I love these three so much. Like, I just want to be their friend. Like, I just love mm-hmm. them. I just want them to be friends forever. I know that they have, you know, their own issues. But I just, I love them. It was just so funny. And um, everybody else gets there. So the men are there. The women are there. The men thankfully leave. GTFO. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so the- happy, by the way, that we didn't get a scene then of the yeah. men. Like, you know, I, as soon as Todd was like, I'm going to take the men, I was like, please, God, don't break up this women conversation with these men because I do not care. And they didn't. They mm-hmm. didn't. Which I love. But before they leave, Kenya apologized to Ralph. So uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that's growth from Kenya. I don't know yeah. if, if like season five Kenya does that, <laughs> you know? Like, no, I agree. So good on Kenya for because she is she did say she is trying to be in a better place with Drew. And I'm sure that that only helps the situation. So um, we get a quick check in. Sheree and Drew say they're good. I'm sure that's not true, but they're good I'm for sure. tonight. But. Can you open up the floor and be like, does anyone else have anything they need to say? Mm-hmm. Which was very Portia of her. That sh- like, yeah. that was a very Portia move in the past of like, while we're all here in one place, let's just 
talk shit about each other to our faces. All right, yeah. let's go. And Sonya brings up her qualms about Drew. So before I say this, I've, I'm team. I'm not team, but like I'm pro Sonya. I think she's been great so far as a new housewife. I think it's hard to fit in with this group of women so quickly. And I think she's doing a great job. However, I don't think she did a great job explaining like what her issues are with Drew in this instance. I don't know how you felt yeah. about it. Um, yeah, it was a little strange. It was a little strange. I feel like I could, like, pick up what she was putting down, but at the same time, it just, like, I don't know. I feel like she could have done a little bit of a better job, but it gave an opening to the women to be like, we don't know what she's talking about. Specifically, Drew being like, this is weird. Um, right. And they kind but of just, Drew, like, brushed her off. You have to be direct. You ha- you can't, yeah. like, leave that wiggle room because she'll yeah. try to argue her way out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it didn't help that well okay before we get to that sonny said like listen i want to talk to you by yourself but you have a entourage the size of fucking beyonce's like what yeah. you had and so many people the, the yeah it's like how many people <laughs> running around so unfortunately i have to do it here because i don't want to just like keep sitting on this especially when i've talked to, to other people about it but i don't agree with some of the stuff you're doing i don't think you listen and then Marlo chimes in and goes, well, I'll tell you the issue that Kenya had. <laughs> she tried to sign up for your weight loss program and it doesn't work. And Drew was like, it works. So many people have lost hundreds. And she's like, no, your website, it doesn't work. Like I yeah. couldn't sign or Kenya couldn't sign up for it. And Drew is like, oh, it crashed. Marlo goes, oh, so many people. Yeah. Up. I can't. And then I think we got, like, a clip of Marlo, like, just sipping her drink through her straw in the confessional and just, like, laughing. I was like, these... (laughs) So funny. So then Drew proceeds to explain what Drop It With Drew is and how um, everyone... Or she's, like, going off about there's this, there's, like, nutrition programs, there's Facebook groups, there's, like, live workouts, there's all this stuff. And then they cut to a confessional of each woman just being, like, this doesn't seem real. <laughs> this seems right. Big. They were like, is it camp? Is it workout? Is it a meal plan? Like, what is this? And I think, was it Marlo being like, let's get real. It's a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So Sheree then asked her like, okay, well, if this works so much, then why did you need lipo? Very direct shit. Or <laughs> Sheree, but I mean, Very. to be expected. So mm-hmm. Drew lists off a bunch of things that were wrong with her, and um, then they ask her, like, okay, well, how how much does it cost to be in Drop It With, or Drop it with Drew? And she has no idea. No idea. She has no idea. It's crazy to me. This whole Drew, like, I've said it every single time. I'm, I'm over Drew. I'm glad we didn't get too much of Drew and Ralph this episode. That was a nice you reprieve. Do. But, like, we can replace Drew. What I like about Drew is that everybody else is kind of clowning on her. Like, yes. we're not taking her seriously, yes. which I like. Like, it's funny mm-hmm. to me to watch all the other women be like, what is with Drew? Because it feels like we're all on the same page here. So there, mm-hmm. she's there as kind of like someone that we can all, you know, kind of poke fun at, which is fun because it like mm-hmm. it's it provides a lot of funny moments. But if this were like all Drew and Ralph mess, I would not like this season. Yeah. And I because I don't care about her or him. It's definitely more tolerable that she's yeah. we weren't getting a whole ton of ralph bullshit this episode yeah. so i yeah. agree and i was about to say you you said exactly how i was thinking too like we're all clowning on drew that's the only mm-hmm. purpose she serves currently but mm-hmm. 
give me someone who can also like clown on people and not just be a clown because she's just been a clown this whole season this whole time she's been on there even last season um she's not a big drew fan then we have Sheree FaceTiming Tyrone. And I love the whole time Sheree's, like, making faces, like, making sure she, that, like, her, her cheekbones look as good as they can and stuff while all the women are in the back being like, where are you at? Like, we're coming to yeah. see you. Marla's like, we're coming to see you tomorrow. All of us are getting in the van to come see you. Yeah, we're going to eat ch- uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. Which then cuts to the last part of the episode where Sheree drives to Philadelphia. They make sure to tell us that, it is a 95-mile drive to Philadelphia in the bottom corner because mm. it's not 100 miles. And they give us a series of flashbacks of, like, phone calls of the two of them when he was in prison. He was on house arrest of just, like, Sheree, like, being loyal and mm-hmm. can't wait to see you and all this stuff. And um, before Sheree actually gets to lunch, she tries to call Tyrone again, and he doesn't answer. She yeah, and she's lunch. kind of like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, you could tell she's feeling, like, a little, like, oh, that's strange. Mm-hmm. And then she gets to lunch. He's not there. It's 30 minutes in. She calls her daughter and is like, what does it mean when it rings and it goes busy? And she's like, I think that means you're blocked, which I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true either. I have no idea. I don't... And then we keep getting different time intervals of how late he is. 30 minutes, an hour late, uh, one and a half hours late. And then we get the producer coming out. And says, Tyrone is probably not coming because this is a parole violation. Mm -hmm. And Shrey is like, what? Like, how is this? We go out to eat. Like, this isn't, this doesn't make sense. Like, what's happened? Is there, so Shrey doesn't know what's going on. And you can tell she genuinely doesn't know what's going on because she FaceTimes. It was Kenya, right? That she FaceTimes? Yeah, it was Kenya. Mm -hmm. And She's like, I look stupid as fuck. I look crazy as fuck. I look dumb as fuck. Like, so sad. Like, I'm getting right. sad even, like, thinking about it. I My heart broke for Sheree. And I love that Kenya and her are such good friends where she's like, I'm going to call Kenya. Because you could tell that was mm-hmm. genuine. Yeah. And that's where the episode leaves off. I just, where? Wh- what are you thinking with Tyrone and Sheree right now? This just, it hurts me for Sheree. Like, I'm hurting for Sheree. I felt like the way that she was even with the waitress, like, you could tell, like, mm-hmm. she was just so sad and she was, like, trying to, like, not look like she was getting stood up. It just made me really upset for her. Um, mm-hmm. And then just to see her so vulnerable on camera, which we, like, never really get to see, and mm-hmm. how she's like, I just look stupid. And then she started to cry. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, Sheree. Like, I just felt awful for her. Uh, mm-hmm. I And she said, you know, Kenya said, you know, this could be strike one. She's like, you just you have your priorities straight. You're you're kind of testing him by seeing like if he can hold up his end of the bargain. And this is strike one. And she's like, this was like strike fifty. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. my heart breaks. Like she could do so much better than these men. First mm-hmm. Bob, now Tyrone. Like she's amazing. So like, yeah. find someone that that values her. That way she doesn't need to put up with this. Mm-hmm. And especially because she's been so open about him and like, yeah, so excited for him to be there. I know. And, and so like to the waitress just it's one thing if you like go out to like a first date and get stood up and you're like okay this jack wagon like fuck off yeah but then this is someone who you've like been loyal to while they've been in prison and for years i mean when's the last yeah. time she was on the show i mean how many seasons mm-hmm. ago it was a long time and All now he's out and like, like blend together for me so it yeah. could have been Last year could have been five years ago. I watched them all within two to yeah, two and a half true. months. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, regardless though, it's like I, that sucked, and I, 
I'm hoping that it is something like it's just an honest mistake that he like was outside of his control hopefully for but why couldn't he have called she said i called him in the morning he knew i was coming like we spoke why couldn't he have told her that in the beginning you know right instead of making her look foolish on camera unless he did something between that phone call and then the next time she tried to call you know like yeah i don't know so i don't know hopefully we get some resolution to it next week I hope so. I'm so. I'm just sad for her. And Bravo is so shady. They named this episode "She by Herself." Mm-hmm. I saw that. Or Sheree. <laughs> so shady, Bravo. Don't do that to my girl Sheree. I feel so bad. Yeah, it's bad enough that her clothing line has never showed up. She doesn't need her man that showing. Up I know, she even was like, "When she by Sheree launches, I'll yeah. know how much it costs in spring, and September, and summer." Work. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, girl." Yeah, you you should have left that line. Uh, yeah, we don't the, don't yeah at home. But all right, that is that's our our housewives coverage for the week. Yeah, there's one. I mean, first of all, I really like this episode of Atlanta because I just felt like we got so much of the women just being mm-hmm. like like we said earlier, like or like I said earlier. I, I just like seeing them interact with each other in like a genuine way and see them have fun mm-hmm. and laugh together. Um, it seems like next week we're getting a little more drama. But um, one thing I want to talk about that's not related to any of these women is Teresa's oh my <laughs> wedding God. invitation getting leaked on the internet by Ramona. Like this is worth at least like a two minute review of what happened here. Like yes. I cannot believe Ramona did this and there was a I clip can. of, well, I guess I can. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can. But there was a clip of uh, Teresa and Louie at the MTV. Yeah, I watched Awards it or whatever. Uh-huh. And you can tell Teresa is like holding back. Uh going off about Ramona on this thing. Um, For anybody who doesn't know, Ramona put a Instagram story up showing off Teresa's wedding invitation and and how beautiful it is. And she showed the entire invitation, including her wedding website, with the password to log in. So, of course, the internet went nuts. There was the date, the time, the address, everything on there. Um, Mm -hmm. And everybody went in. They looked at her website they have pictures of her registry which is just people oh she's just saying you know we have everything we need if you want to donate to our our honeymoon fund which i've seen people do before but a lot of people are really ripping her on that but i'm like Mm -hmm. what is she not going to register for anything i mean right i don't know whatever um but we found out that melissa is a bridesmaid that margaret is invited we found out pretty much everything that the whole cast is invited um so it and the uh girls trip cast is invited so it seems like they're probably going to be filming this i would Mm -hmm. assume um yeah but I just feel so bad for Teresa. They asked her on the on the red carpet if they were thinking about changing the date. And she's like, well, you know, that's what everybody's saying. I should. She's like, I need to get more security. Um, and Matt, my partner, was like, should we go? And I was uh-huh. like, yes. And he was like, I'm just kidding, you psycho. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was so excited for a second. But I would never do that. I would never uh, invade someone's privacy like that. But I got so excited that he was like, should we go? I was like, are you being serious? And he was like, no. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, that clip last night um from the mtv awards was funny i was waiting for lavelle so i was sitting at a bar and i'm like by myself at this entire bar and like on reddit like holding the the clip up to my ear and just you so when funny. it's like is ramona still invited and louie she is kind of didn't really say has, anything yeah louie yeah. stepped in it was like she is yeah and then um i don't know if you saw Andy Cohen, it was on Instagram, His I think, birthday like, comment, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, you, I wouldn't want anybody else to, like, expose my, <laughs> she's so, like, oh my gosh, Such it doesn't, a disaster, 
classic shit from Ramona there. Like, that is textbook Ramona to me. Because even Teresa said she was like, yeah, I found out she put, like, her own bank account on Twitter. Like, Yeah, and she did. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Ramona. This is why it's like we have such a love-hate relationship with Ramona because she is an actual monster of a person. Mm -hmm. But, like, these moments, you don't get them from anyone else. Like, she truly had a senior moment there. Yes. Absolutely. Mess. Mess. And that's it. That's our that's our Housewives Universe Roundup. We talked a little yeah. bit of Rinna online drama. We got the mm-hmm. Teresa wedding stuff. We got uh, no Dubai, but yeah, that's okay. I also see um, that Nini is getting sued by her current boyfriend's wife Ooh. or ex-wife um, for breaking I up their marriage, which is apparently something you can sue for, which okay. is very funny considering closure likes to married men trash yeah. box um and somebody i think uh greg's daughter posted that greg was married when nini met him so oh all right there you go she spilled a little bit of tea and also Yikes. um the only other thing that we didn't mention that i should have brought up earlier during beverly hills is that tom Jordy got disbarred and owes 2.3 million dollars to the um where is he gonna get that money from them. he doesn't have it yeah he doesn't have it unfortunately yeah. for them so that's that's that in the news Sweet. Our online roundup. Our Reddit roundup. There's some alliteration for you. (laughs) All right. Well, Katie, we uh, have talked everything Housewives. Now, where can people find you talking about other things? Yeah, you all can find me on Twitter at Real Slim Katie. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Real Slim Katie as well, but I don't really do too much there. Um, you can also find me on Twitch, uh, which is twitch.tv slash Real Slim Katie with an underscore at the bottom um, or at the end, not at the bottom. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we'll, we talk about a lot of things there as well, a lot of reality TV, a lot of other fun stuff. So feel free to drop a follow if you would like to. You can also find me on Silent Podcasts where uh, tomorrow, uh, I keep saying tomorrow, but Wednesday, Carrie and I are are going to be recording the last episode of our real world homecoming New Orleans roundup uh, recap show. I'm I'm really upset that that show is over. It's the final finale this week. And um, we have something very exciting coming um, mm-hmm. following that. So so check that out. I think we can probably talk about it Wednesday and do a big reveal. I, Unless you, you want to do reveal it. Now. I mean, we can. I, I feel like now, if you want, I feel do like Wednesday. Wednesday. I feel okay. like Wednesday is a better reveal. Okay. Uh, you can also find me talking about Obi-Wan. Uh, so uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan, as some of you may know. So uh, I'm hosting an Obi-Wan recap show along with Naomi and Isaiah, which we record uh, either Wednesday or Thursday every week. So check us out if you like that, also on Silent Podcasts. Um, and we've been doing a ton of uh, Big Brother Canada postseason coverage. We have a lot of really great postseason interviews. We have one with Kevin Jacobs, who's the winner of the season. We have one with Herman. Uh, we did one with Summer this weekend. So we have a few, um, not so much deep dives, but just like interviews, getting to know the cast and getting to see their true personality. It's It's been a ton of fun. Um, so check those out as well. Those are on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Nice. And then uh, you can find me at kgd twenty six. Instagram, TikTok, uh, what a, Twitter, and Venmo, you know, the four. So follow along there for, I don't know, I, I'm in waves with social media, really. But mm-hmm. where I'm not in waves is in my consistency in podcasting for you, the silent podcast audience. So we uh, are, it, right now it's Monday night, so you will probably hear this after our end of season interview with Alex who played Nathan on the circle and his girlfriend. Um, we are going to talk 
and his girlfriend Nikki. She deserves her first name. Um, we're going to be talking <laughs> to the two of them tonight and just get to know them, talk some game, talk some outside game stuff. So that should be cool. We'll be live on YouTube, so everyone's will, uh, welcome to join in. And then um, Wednesday, like Katie said, we have our end of the real world homecoming, which sucks, but it'll be a fun time. Um, look out for special stuff with that. And then every Thursday, except this week, we cover the Challenge All-Stars on TJ Hates Quitters. Um, if you listen to that, expect it later in the week because I am going to Boston for my little sister's graduation. And so that takes priority. Um, and I feel like, is this our, is that the fourth show? This is our fourth show. I covered them all. But yeah. So since those things are, two of them are basically ending this week. Um, you can expect a new project coming out of me soon. I'm very excited. We're going to get going with that in like a week or two. So I'm going to hold off a little bit on announcing it. So um, otherwise, that's that's really all I'm doing. That's it. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Just those few things. So. All right. Well, make sure you subscribe, follow all those good things on Twitch and YouTube. Search us silent podcasts on Twitter. We are at silent underscore podcast. Um, if you haven't rated us yet five stars, I don't know what you're waiting for. Do that now. If it's less than five stars, give that to someone else, not us. We are five <laughs> stars only. And you can do that on Spotify, Apple. It really helps us um, get out there more. And we are just trying to grow. So expect to hear some new voices soon. If you didn't listen to the Challenge podcast last week, I had two of our new voices on there, Davey and Tito. It was so much fun. They were so funny. Um, but we got a bunch of new people joined us, so we are looking to just do a whole bunch of new things here. But for us, it's not so much new. It's just what we do. We just we yeah. podcast about Real Housewives every week. We will catch you next week um, covering more Beverly Hills and Atlanta and then whatever stupid things people decide to do on the internet. Yes. But until then, enjoy your day, week, night, morning, whatever time it is, whatever you need to enjoy. We support that. You enjoy it. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. At Bombas, we make socks, underwear, and T-shirts that feel good and do good. They feel good because they're designed with the softest materials and comfort innovations. They do good because for every item you purchase, we donate another item to someone who needs it. So far, we at Bombas have donated over 100 million items, and your purchases add to that impact. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash ACAST and use code ACAST at checkout.